0: What's going on everyone? Welcome into the PFN Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Kyle Yates and I'm your host. I can be found on Twitter at Kyle y NFL. I am joined here today by the boys. That is Kyle Soppy. He can be found on Twitter at Kyle Soppy P-F-N. That is Derek Tate. He can be found on X at Derek Tate NFL. I'm switching it up a little I bit fellas there. Say, I'm starting yeah. to get into the rhythm and routine. Starting to find that balance there. Soppy I'll start here with you. How are you today on this fine Monday? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Derek on X. Is that
1: is that like an old joke? Like, is Twitter old now and no, 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 I'm the no, no, old no. guy here? I'm just trying I'm- to
0: slowly move away. I said it the last time the three of us were on a podcast. I got to switch up and get away from calling it Twitter. This is right. just a step in the right direction. We're now at 50-50. All right. If you say so that works,
1: I'm doing well. I mean, we come I I don't it's hyperbole to call what we just saw one of the greater weekends of playoff football, but back to back to back, great games after the Ravens kind of laid the wood to Houston. That was a fun weekend. We're learning stuff for next year. So from fantasy tangible standpoint, there's that. But I'm just enjoying watching these games. These are competitive, down to the wire games, big players making big plays or dropping big passes in some other cases. <laughs> Derek, how are you today?
2: Sabi, so, you can speak for yourself, enjoying some of the weekend. I'm a I did Packers not, fan. This has not going any better I, for me than it did you. <laughs> I understand that, but I I'm still I'm still not over it yet. It's too soon. The wounds are still open. Salt on the wound right now. Buccaneers fell a little bit short, but of course, playoff football is playoff football, and it has not disappointed in 2024, the start of the calendar year. So let's let's move on. We're moving forward, heading into 2024 offseason, and we got a lot to talk about.
0: <laughs> both of you moaning about losing in the divisional round. What, meanwhile, I'm over here like, what are the playoffs? Like what, what you guys got it good. <laughs> more. Okay. You made it to the divisional round. Accept that and celebrate that. Uh, I will be looking forward to the number one overall pick in the 2024 NFL draft. Speaking of the 2024 offseason here, let's go ahead and take a look forward. Who is one player, gentlemen, going into next year that you are going to look to have on as many rosters as you can next season? We play in a ton of different fantasy football leagues. It, the number just seems to continue to grow each and every year. Uh, but we go into next year, and just that player that based on what they did here this past year, based on their expected draft cost, like who's just going to be this player that you were like, man, already I know that I'm going to be going out of my way here to get Sapi, I'll start here with you. I'm going
1: to break the rules and go with two guys because that's how I am just Just a bad guy, just a rule-breaker Kyle Sapi over here. That's what most people say about me. So we're going to go that direction. I'm going with one guy that underachieved this year and then a guy that kind of overachieved. So a little bit of both ends here. Jaden Reed is the guy that overachieved my expectations coming into this season think I'm going to be in line with the market if not ahead of him going into next year. I think he's the clear alpha in this offense. I'm not buying Christian Watson as a target earner. I'm not going to say he's Gabe Davis, but he's got that kind of skill set to where it's going to be big plays or nothing. He's not a wide receiver one to me. Jaden Reed Is that he was a top 25 receiver in seven of his last eight games to round out this season including his last four I think he's a real deal they like handing him the ball they like getting creative and as Jordan Love progresses I expect Jaden Reed to take that step into fantasy stardom in starting fantasy lineups every single week the other guy would be Calvin Ridley Calvin Ridley I, I played this back from five months ago and it's like oh yeah Kyle's taking him real early well I don't think that's gonna be the cost this year I just don't because it's not going to be but listen The 8-out was right in line with what it had been for his career. The last two years, over 19% of his targets have come in the red zone. Those are markers that are pointing toward the right direction. If he can get on track with Trevor Lawrence in year two in that offense, Trevor Lawrence healthy. What do you guys think Kevin Ridley's final stat line was? Give me yards and touchdowns.
2: Go ahead, Derek. It was disappointing. I I don't (laughs) know off the top of my head, Soppy. I think that the numbers are going to be a little bit skewed from a couple big games.
1: Uh, That's what it is. But, I mean, it's... (laughs) We all are ready to bury Calvin Ridley. He went over a thousand yards and had eight touchdowns. Like that's not a bad worst case scenario for your first time with the Jags after a year off. I'm willing to overlook some things. Calvin Ridley based on where I expect him to fall
0: in the ADP ladder. I think I'm going to be back in on him in 2024. I don't, here's the thing. I don't even know if Calvin Ridley's back in Jacksonville this next year. Right. That is the, that is the thing where I guess you can point to the numbers and you can say, okay, over a thousand in the touchdown totals. Like you can point to that and say, yeah, that that's a solid year. But at the same time, like based on the expectations for Ridley and the stage sure. that he's at in his career, I just don't know. And here's the other factor, too. If Jacksonville does resign Calvin Ridley, they go from uh, forfeiting their third round pick. It goes up to a second round pick this year. Yep. So that is another key factor in this right. where I don't know if Jacksonville looks at Calvin Ridley at the age that he is and says, yes, he's worth losing you know, going from a third round pick to a second round pick on top of whatever we have to sign him for. That's the other key part of this. Derek, keep dragging his brace down. That's fine. (laughs) I will gladly do that. I will gladly do that all off season. Derek, who is a player that you are going to be looking to have on all of your rosters next year?
2: You know, if Soppy gets to cheat with two players and then I want to, I want, I want a chance to do that too. I'm going to raise my hand. Um, There was one player, uh, a veteran wide receiver and talked about on what we learned from the 2023 season Amari Cooper produced with no matter who was under center in 2023 and Kevin Stefanski, <clears throat> the rotating carousel of quarterbacks, Amari Co- Cooper still produced the top 20 season. God forbid the man gets a little bit of stability under center. And if it is with Deshaun Watson, which is who we expect, Cooper was fantastic whenever Watson played this year. So the fact that I, I don't think he's going to be someone that's, Ranked inside the top you know, 15 of most rankings heading into the upcoming 2024 season. I think he's somebody that is a reliable, productive veteran option who clicked with Deshaun Watson this, at many points this year. I think he's still going to be a middle-round receiver that's going to give you insane return on investment. And if, if I'm going to go with an upside guy, I think Drake London still has the profile to be a top 20 wide receiver heading into 2024. If they get the right people in the door and they get a little bit of stability under center, who knows what's going to take place or where the carousel is going to land this offseason at the quarterback position for the Atlanta Falcons. But if they can get it right, I think Drake Drake London certainly still has the upside of a top 20 receiver, even though he's had two disappointing seasons.
0: The current rumors right now for Atlanta are Bill Belichick as sort of this leading candidate. We'll see if they are able to land that plane, but then potentially also to bringing going the veteran quarterback market Uh, the veteran quarterback route, excuse me, and going to the open market to potentially bring in Kirk Cousins. So if you get Kirk Cousins in as the quarterback here for Atlanta, Drake London, I think is going to, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, like both of them are going to be absolutely insane fantasy assets going into next year. And please, Please, because I desperately need to see that happen based on the disappointing performances that they've had over the first few years of their career. Guys, if you have not heard ESPN's new sports betting app, ESPN Bet is now live, secure $250 in bonus bets by signing up with the link in the episode description and use the promo code PFN. You will instantly have $200 in bonus bets in your account, plus another $50 within 24 hours. Must be physically present in one of the 17 states that legally have ESPN Bet for bonuses, 21 years or older and present in participating states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Additionally, if you are listening to this over wherever you can find your podcast, you can also watch it over on YouTube, youtube.com slash fantasy. Make sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and click the bell so you get the ding, ding, ding every time that we go live oh, with the next video. Let's move into way too early 2024 wide receiver rankings we did running back rankings here last week on the podcast to sort of just take a look at the landscape where do things sort of sit as we come out of 2023 and sort of project forward into 2024 let's do that again here with the wide receivers so sapi i'm going to send this to you first go ahead and run through as we look at your early wide receiver rankings here go ahead and list off wide receivers 24 through 20 and we'll talk about some of the noteworthy names in there
1: Yeah, obviously, keeping in mind that there's a lot of guesswork here. It's January. You're not drafted until August, and we've got players that could switch teams. We've got quarterbacks, coordinators, all that good stuff. But with that said, we don't hedge around here. So we've got Mike Evans at 24, DK Metcalf 23, Devonta Smith 22, T. Higgins 21, and DJ Moore, wide receiver 20 for 2024
0: not drafting until August. Speak for yourself, Soppy. I've yeah, got drafts right. lined up for the next week, drafting uh, every single night here going into August. Right. Okay, uh, Derek, I want to talk about Devonte Smith here in this range. Now, sure. Soppy's got him at wide receiver 22. I feel like Smith here at the low-end wide receiver two territory, it's not a question of talent. We know what Devontae Smith can do on the football field. It is just a matter of A.J. Brown's presence here in this wide receiver room and then also potentially – the impact of Jalen Hurts sort of taking a step regressing or just kind of coming back down to earth as far as what he is as a passer. We know what he can do with his legs, but as a passer, is a whole different story. What are your thoughts here on Devontae Smith at wide receiver 22?
2: I'm okay with it. I mean, he finished the year as the wide receiver 19 in PPR formats this season, and that was with Jalen Hurts getting a little bit banged up. The team in a full-blown Tailspin collapse, whatever you want to call it, down the final six games of the season. And Devontae Smith was still, you know, yeah, sure, he was volatile, but assuming they make some hires and maybe get somebody, a new play caller in there that can maximize the potential of what we've seen from Devontae Smith in the past and potentially A.J. Brown and a healthy Jalen Hurts, I think the sky isn't falling quite enough to panic and move Devontae Smith outside of my top 24, but certainly I I can understand anybody having concerns about the wide receiver two behind A.J. Brown and ranking him aggressively as like a top 15 option. He certainly had a little bit of a disappointing season um, for some of the expectations heading into that Philadelphia offense this season.
0: Soppy, when we're doing rankings, it's sort of the difficult part of it is balancing out the players who have insane upside versus the players that come with a very safe floor. Where do you kind of put Devontae Smith into as far as that category? Yeah, he's right at the edge of this comfort level thing because we know he's inconsistent week to week, but year over year,
1: he's consistent. It's a weird way. you. The numbers at the end of the day always look fine, but when you're getting there, the experience... I think people that draft Devontae Smith aren't the ones that drafted him the year before. It's just not a fun experience for somebody you're putting in your offense or in your lineup every single week. His first two seasons, his average numbers, 80 catches, 1,056 yards, and six touchdowns. You know what he did this year? 81 catches for 1,000, I just lost, 1,066 yards and seven touchdowns. It's basically the exact same thing. He gets there, it's just very Not fun way of getting there. So Devontae Smith is the type of guy you roster if you've never had him before. He's a fine plug and play option, but he doesn't have the upside of a wide receiver one because I don't think he can do it and string four,
0: five, six games together the way we saw AJ Brown do it early in the year right you had mike evans at wide receiver 24 then you had t higgins at wide receiver 21 both are upcoming free agents so we will see they're sort of placeholders right now that's assuming that they're back with their current teams here we'll see if they end up hitting the open market there and playing elsewhere in 2024 the final player that i did want to talk about in this tier here though is dj moore now dj moore at wide receiver 20. i feel like he's a very very interesting sort of placement for him because there's a very wide range of outcomes for dj moore sure if he's playing with justin fields I think that DJ Moore needs to be ranked way higher than this. Derek, do you agree with that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I don't know why DJ Moore would fall all the way to 20. I mean, when we saw him and Justin Fields playing together, in particular, I'm not going to completely throw out the first three games, but that offense was certainly having a ton of struggles through the air to start the season. But once they started clicking in week four and week five, DJ Moore and Justin Fields on the field together were... Peanut butter and jelly, they were fantastic. It was a a match made in heaven as far as DJ Moore's fantasy value. They clearly had a nice chemistry going, even though the offense as a whole wasn't overly productive through the air outside of a couple, you know, kind of outlier performances from Justin Fields. But DJ Moore was the driving force, the engine of that passing game. I I don't see why in the world, Soppy, you have him all the way at 20. That, that, like, hurts my soul. <laughs> I'll
0: give you the chance to rebuttal, Soppy.
1: No, yeah. He, I mean, there's no question he moves up a handful of spots, if not more, into the wide receiver one conversation if we know Fields is there. I do think the rate stats and everything like that are probably a little higher this year than what you could expect last uh, than next year, even if he's there. But, listen, if you project DJ Moore for 150 150- 40 targets from fields. Like you're looking at 1500 yards and 11 touchdowns. That's a great season. That's obviously in the wide receiver one conversation, but if we're ranking these guys in January, you do have to build in some thought a, that fields could regress because I do think that the rate stats for more just aren't going to be, aren't going to be what they were. His target earning rate, the share that he had. There just was no other options in this offense. Not to say that's going to change in 2024, but natural regression brings that back a little bit. And you have to weigh the fact that Fields might not be there. It could be a rookie, could be somebody else. I have to factor that in. Again, these are
0: soft rankings here in January. Derek, I do want to talk about, let's talk about Caleb Williams potentially, or if it's Drake may, whichever route they go at the number one overall selection, let's say that they do ship off Justin Fields. If we do have a rookie quarterback in town for DJ Moore, does the wide receiver 20 placement make more sense then?
2: To me, no, if he's still the alpha target earner, and in particular, it looks like the Chicago bears are bringing in a brand new offensive coordinator. One of the names that they probably had at the top of their list, um, I don't see it. Let's, let's ask ourselves this question. You know, I'll throw it to you fields or not fields. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle Yates. Um, But Yates, you mean, obviously you're, you're a bear down diehard Chicago fan. You know, when it comes to Justin Fields, if we feel like he's limited as a passer, I don't feel that way about Caleb Williams sure he holds onto the ball too long that's something similar that he has in common with Justin Fields but he's an elite off script creator and if he is the number one overall pick and they decide to move off of Justin Fields do you really feel as if Caleb Williams isn't going to be able to give you what Justin Fields has given you as a passer during his NFL career like I feel pretty confident that Caleb Williams is going to be a a productive NFL passer from from you know, I'm not going to say he's going to be elite from day number one, but Justin Fields hasn't been elite. So if if Williams can give us what we got um, from Justin Fields, then DJ Moore's value is going to stay around the same. Um, Of course we we, we have an entire draft play out and they do have another top 10 pick, which they could go with Roma Dunze, or they could if Malik neighbors falls or something crazy like that, they could add another receiver via free agency, who knows? But, DJ Moore is the alpha in the room and prove that he's one of the elite receivers in the league and I don't see as a pure passer a huge drop off even if the Bears do move off of fields and go to Caleb Williams
0: I think it's a fair point now I've got DJ Moore right now at wide receiver nine in my very early 2024 wide receiver rankings okay so like significantly higher than where Sapi has him but that is with the assumption that Justin Fields is the starting quarterback again we're talking drastic variance here from where our rankings are right now versus where they're going to be in August when we have all the information at hand. So the concern and the drop-off potentially from Justin Fields to Caleb Williams, I think that I don't have that concern. I think Caleb Williams is a far better passer than Justin Fields in 2025. Like, I think that that is, like, you still have to account for, this is going to be a rookie quarterback. No matter no matter how talented he is, this is still going to be a rookie quarterback that is going mm-hmm. to be learning the ropes and learning to play with DJ Moore for the first time. And I think that that also needs to take into account where weeks one, two, three, is they really get up to speed here. You might not see that instant production here from DJ Moore. I probably, if we did have the clarity that it was Caleb Williams as a starting quarterback, I'd probably move DJ Moore down to wide receiver 16, 17. We're going to meet in the that middle ranges. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sort of meet in the middle there of where the, where the conversation is because I just don't know if I can trust Caleb Williams immediately. I get what you're saying, though, that Caleb Williams and Justin Fields, as far as passers, I think Caleb Williams has the sky-high ceiling, whereas Fields, I just don't think that he's ever going to put it together, but I think with Caleb Williams, the rookie quarterback curve, I think needs to be taken into account there.
2: I'm okay with taking some, like, maybe mitigating some of your aggressive rankings with D.J. Moore if we have an unknown of a rookie quarterback under center, which I do think it would be Caleb Williams. And, um, I mean, they did bring in it, but we've seen, if you bring in an offensive coordinator that understands how to build an offensive system around a talented young quarterback. And certainly DJ Moore is a very nice piece for a rookie quarterback to come in and have as a true number one alpha wide receiver. Uh, it's Shane Waldron, by the way, who was yep. I believe expected to be the offensive coordinator named for the Chicago Bears. Um, I, I We saw with CJ Stroud and Bobby Slowick make Nico Collins and, and other names that we're probably going to discuss later on this rankings list. Um, top 20 options and we've already seen a top 10 season in a Bears uniform from DJ Moore so I'm I'm optimistic whether it is you know Fields or, or Williams maybe probably a little bit more optimistic than you guys
0: all right let's move into that next tier here Soppy go ahead and list off 19 through 15 Nineteen, and it, we were doing this, and I,
1: th- we could have a whole tier change here. These are the young guys coming in, and then the next ones the veterans. It wouldn't shock me if I switched the veterans with the young guys. With that said, Rasheed Rice nineteen, Nico Collins eighteen, Puka Nakua seventeen, Brandon Ayuk sixteen, Jalen
0: Waddle fifteen. All right. First off, I'm disappointed in you, Rasheed Rice at nineteen. I thought know. You would have Rasheed Rice at number two. Above Justin Jefferson or something like that here, so oh, no. Go Too out and y- stand on your takes. What are you doing?
1: Oh, I- I'll stand on it. He's going to stand ahead of DJ Moore no matter what happens here just because I'm stubborn like that and you guys both <laughs> like DJ Moore. So if Fields is there, I'm going to move Moore up a little bit. I'll move Rice up even further, even though Justin Fields
0: has nothing to do with the She-Rice. Rasheed Rice at 19, I think that he needs to actually move further down the rankings when Michael Pittman Jr. signs with Kansas City in free agency. But that's another Ooh. conversation for another that time. That is factored uh, in that they should, should bring somebody in. Puka Nakua. What in the world are you doing having Puka Nakua at wide receiver 17? For context, I've got Puka Nakua at wide receiver 7 going in the next Sheesh. year. So a 10-spot difference here in the rankings. Explain yourself. All right, so we're gonna go with the
1: name game here. We've got Tyler Conklin, Wanda Robinson, Demarcus Robinson. What do they all have in common? I I don't know. Yeah, no, of course you don't. They all had more games with more than five catches than Puka Nakua did since week eight. The volume, we're putting Puka Nakua as an elite target earner, and I get it. He's proven that time and time again. I have him inside my top 20 for a sophomore. That's not too bad. I have him ahead of Rasheed Rice. You guys know how I feel about Rice, so there's that. But... There's a little bit of concern here there. I'm worried Cooper Cup has a better year this year than last. Matthew Stafford's not getting any younger. Maybe his best days are behind him. There's some risk involved here. I'm not willing to make him a wide receiver one locked in, take him in the first round quite yet. I know you are, and I, I imagine Tate's got him higher than you do.
0: Derek, go get him.
2: So Cooper Cup missed the first four games of the season, right, Soppy? Uh, coming yeah. off injured reserve, uh, came back in week five. Who had more targets from that point on through the rest of the season? I'm sure it was Puka. <laughs> Nakua, 108 to Cooper Cup's 95. You just mentioned someone's not getting any younger. Cooper Cup's not getting any younger. Uh, Nakua caught 66 passes since week five when they were both on the field. Cooper Cup, 59. The yardage, 985 to 737. Even the touchdowns were dead even. Like, and we saw what he did in the playoffs like this Nakua is the real deal how much more do you need to see why is he ranked lower than Cooper Cup
1: where yeah that's the next question where do you have him where do you have Cup like
2: is the difference just flipping the two in my ranks I'm I'm certain I have Nakua at I have Nakua at eight like Mm -hmm. heading into the season I have Cooper Cup at 19 so So I do think it's production's pretty similar yeah I think it's flipped I, I I think that we've seen what it is now and, and like don't get me wrong Cooper Cup's still a great player but Nakua's the ascending talent and we saw it this year throughout a, a large sample size like it's not like
0: it was an outlier like I just whoa way too for me it's low for Nakua Puka Nakua oh, at wide receiver seven for me Cooper Cup at wide receiver 24. So, I'm even Okay, lower So, we all kind of net
1: out as far as like wide receiver 30 combining. So, I think we probably are dividing the targets and catches differently, but the net seems to be the same here. Give me Cooper Cup coming into the season healthy, and we'll discuss it. I understand. Niku- Listen, it's not like I'm not drafting Nakua. He's inside my top 20. I've got him ranked as a fantasy starter. I just think he's going to take a back seat. If Cooper Cup can be healthy, and again, Matthew Stafford, if he's not back or if he's dinged up, that changes the math on all of this. But,
0: I, I'm willing to go down with the cup ship. I guess that's where we stand right now in January. Did we just find ourselves our Damian Pierce, uh, Isaiah Pacheco <laughs> bet here already for 2024? Let's do it. We have it. to wait a whole other it. year for, for this one to pay out and find Who's going to remember but that? <laughs> I, some, someone on YouTube will certainly remember it and bring it back up. Uh, Let's, Nico Collins was the other one really quick here at 18, because I think that, this is an interesting one because Nico showed all the talent in the world and you've got CJ Stroud an ascending talent. And I think that he's only going to improve from his rookie year into his second year. But what do we do with Nico? If we know that tank Dell is healthy and ready to roll here, coming out in week one and also there's the possibility that that wide receiver three role is up for grabs like there is room for another wide receiver to take a step forward here in this offense as well whether via the draft or free agency or it's xavier hutchinson who's on the roster so nico collins at 18 what do we do with him if tank dell comes back i i think he's an alpha target earner even with tank dell i think tank dell is gonna be we saw
1: dell impressed there's no two ways about that but he's the exception to the rule if he Continues to do that at that size profile, at that athletic profile. He was great. Don't get me wrong. But for him to grow with CJ Stroud and continue to build on that, I think what we saw from Dell. Might be the best-case scenario for what we see moving forward. That puts Tank or puts Nico Collins in a spot to repeat what he did in year three. 80 catches, almost 1,300 yards, and eight touchdowns. That's basically what Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup did in their respective year threes. I think that's the kind of talent you're looking at. Maybe not that upside, but you look at a quarterback position that's only going to get better with time if they switch the offensive coordinator. That changes everything, but I don't think this team's going to be run-oriented anytime soon between your guy, Damian Pierce, Devin Singletary, whoever they want to bring in. I don't think, yeah, I got him in there. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. It's a wide Appreciate receiver that. podcast. I still got him in again. But I think Nico Collins is going to be an elite option on a week-to-week basis. I think the consistency is going to be there over a guy like Devonte
0: Smith that we talked about earlier. All right, let's move into this next tier. Wide receivers 14 through 10. Go ahead and list those out, Soppy. Yeah, these are the old guys. The guys Kyle ranks way too high because they've done it in the
1: past, and I'm just not willing to kill them yet. So these guys all rank lower in my dynasty ranks. But for 2024,
0: I've got Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs, Michael Pittman Jr., Cooper Cup, and Devontae Adams. All right, Derek, I want to talk about Stefan Diggs there at 13 because Mm -hmm. I think that that is the one that catches the eye the most here. Uh, Diggs, at the talent level, has just been superb for years, and we somehow hit the middle mark, the midway point of this season. (laughs) and like space jam like his talents were just absolutely taken away. <laughs> so, what do we do with Stefan Diggs moving into this next year? The 13 seems very very aggressive.
2: Yeah, I he's a perplexing one, right? Because if he's I'm assuming we're ranking him assuming that he's going to still be a Buffalo Bill, right? right. Heading yeah. into Yeah, that that's why he's still there. Um I still think he can play. I just he's somebody that ha, has built a lot of his career off of speed and explosiveness and being being one of the better route runners in the league and if he's hit that wall and he's not separating quite as much you know maybe he is a candidate to, to like to, to hit that age cliff and start to decline a little bit and there was a lull towards the back half of the season that you know Stefan Diggs yeah. was not a bona fide top 10 guy I mean He's still got Josh Allen throwing him the ball, but we've seen a lot of young talent kind of start to emerge there in Buffalo. I love Khalil Shakur and, and Dalton Kincaid. I expect his role to expand. I, I'm I'm kind of with you guys. I'm a little bit nervous about putting Stephon Diggs at 13. I I, I know that sounds nuts, but I'd, I'd probably have him a little bit lower.
0: Sapi, the thing is with with Stefan Diggs when you're watching him, like he can still separate. Now it's not to the it, level yeah. of what he can still do it. But even last night watching the game and the deep 65 yard pass or whatever it was, a beautiful ball from Josh Allen (laughs) just goes right through his hands. Like these little things have been happening and have been just kind of plaguing Stefan Diggs over the latter half of this season. But you've also pointed out and you got a phenomenal Stephon Diggs dynasty value article. That's out over on the website at pfnfantasy.com where you talked about the difference in his role shifting throughout the latter half of the season too. So even if he is now utilized more as this underneath receiver can he still see enough volume to return wide receiver 13 value? No, probably
1: not, to be honest with you. I'm banking on a little bit more regression to the mean, and that he did just hit this age curve. We always talk about hitting a wall. I've never seen somebody hit a wall quite like this. After. I was considering for wide receiver one ranking, not one, not top 12, like the overall number one guy for weeks in the first month, month and a half of the season. He was putting up 100 yards every game, 10 to 15 targets, a touchdown. He looked the part. And then all of a sudden you can't play him. And now he's dropping passes. He's, you can't only not play him in fantasy. The Bills can't play him because Khalil Shakir mm-hmm. looks good, and he might be better at doing that short thing than what Diggs is. So, yes, there's a ton of concern here. But you're talking about a guy that's only 30 years old. I say only because we're all over 30, so, you know, you got to do that that Speak way. for yourself. Yeah, well, you're right there. He's got 100 catches in all four seasons with the Bills. So, I mean, the end of the season production has been there. I refuse to think that a man that's given us a decade of good production fell off the cliff for eight weeks and is no longer playable. I know Jason Katz is going to be on the other side of this from me, and I expect the industry to kind of be on the other side as well. I don't think you're going to have to draft him at wide receiver 13, quite frankly. I think that's about where I have him. I'll wait and
0: play the ADP game. I'm going to end up with Diggs more often than not. Ooh, man, that ADP is going to be fascinating to watch here going into next year, Where how far he falls, because I don't think that he's going off the board as a top 15 wide receiver. And if the... People who had Stephon Diggs here, they know this past year, they know intimately what that was like to play him in fantasy football over the latter half of the season and have him disappoint week after week after week, which means that people are going to hold that against him going into next year. I think his ADP is going to plummet. Let's go into that next tier. Let's go nine to five here. Soppy, read those out for me. Debo Samuel, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, AJ Brown, and wide receiver five, Jamar Chase. Garrett Wilson's an interesting one for me because I think that you kind of have to just put him here based on the talent level and the assumption that Aaron Rodgers comes back and is able to play more than five snaps here this next year for the New York Jets. So we'll see if Garrett Wilson can actually get some solid quarterback play here going into next year. AJ Brown is the one that I did want to focus in here really quick because it seems like there is just some there's something brewing in Philadelphia where we don't know what the future holds for AJ Brown in you know being connected to Jalen Hurts here so Derek I wanted to ask you really quick AJ Brown at 6 I just don't know right now if I could necessarily say like yes I have full confidence in drafting AJ Brown based on what we saw here towards the latter half of the year
2: right so and not to mention we were talking about a fall off as far as production goes for Stephon Diggs we saw some Yep. mediocre performances to say the very least from A.J. Brown too to finish out the season. He was kind of, uh, I guess, a, a temperature gauge for how poorly the entire offense was operating, you know, over the final five or six games of the regular season. Didn't help that he got banged up and was unavailable against the Bucks in the wildcard round. The talent's still there. I mean, oh, yeah. I- even, if he, even if he goes somewhere else, he's only 26 years old, right? So I, I feel more confident. Like if you were to say – Stephon Diggs and A.J. Brown both find new homes. Who do I think is going to have a clearer path to Agreed. being an impact player? Right. I do think it's A.J. Brown. So I th- I would have him ranked higher. If he is a Philadelphia Eagle and this team gets right, then, yeah, it makes sense. Because what, what he had, like six games in the middle of the season with over 120 yards receiving uh, in a row. Like, he's still elite. Right. right. It's and I don't feel like I saw that from Diggs, though. I still see an elite player with A.J. Brown. I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit concerned with Stephon Diggs.
0: All right, let's go into that final tier here. Wide receivers, four through one. Shouldn't be any surprises here, but Soppy, go ahead and list those out. Yeah, it can't go wrong with any of these guys. All easy first-round picks for me in 2024.
1: Amon Ross, St. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek Hill for me at two. Justin Jefferson reclaims
0: his spot atop the wide receiver rankings in 2024 that Kirk Cousins situation in Minnesota is going to be, I keep saying this, but it's going to be fascinating to watch here to see if he is back. And if not, then who is the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings in 2024? And what does that mean for Justin Jefferson? Obviously we saw him still produce at an elite level with Joshua Dobbs and Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall. Like we still saw him produce, but that wide receiver one role, I don't think you can put him there if it isn't Kirk cousins uh, or someone of that similar caliber. Okay. There's the top 24 wide receivers here. Derek, I wanted to throw this back to you. Any names that sort of stand out here that didn't get included in the top 24 that you think probably should have? Yeah. Where's Amari Cooper? Like he's 25. <laughs> it's funny.
1: I had my top 25 and Kyle cut it off at 24. So he's 25. Jaden Reed's 26 for the record.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, Amari Cooper seems like a glaring omission, uh, strictly because if you look at the splits that he had with Deshaun Watson in the lineup, I think you can make a case that I'd rather have Amari Cooper than guys like, you know, I, maybe not Keenan Allen, but Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, Devon, even Devonte Adams. Like, that's where Cooper's. I'm taking all the Cup item. bets right now. How about that? <laughs> And that's okay and that's fine i still like cooper cup it's i feel like i'm trashing him he's he's still a very good player it's just you know Nakua's is, is kind of taking his lunch money a little bit um as far as like an alpha role it feels like but um point is amari cooper feels like heading into this upcoming season with shawn watson under center assuming that's the, that's the case um and what we saw from him this season i i, I feel like amari cooper's name is a big omission You also mentioned, you know, some of the other, you know, rookie wide receivers. Zay Flowers is still somebody that I feel like the arrow is pointing up. Um, We saw a ton of flashes from him this season, whether it's him or Tank Dell or even Jordan Addison. Some of these other guys uh, have a case to kind of sneak inside the top 24 for me as well.
0: All right. That will wrap up the conversation here for the top 24 wide receiver rankings going into 2024. Again, we have a ton of stuff here to play out. We've got free agency. We've got the NFL draft going to be fascinating to see where all these players end up and where some of the potential trade candidates too. right? Like we're going to see some of these guys moved and potentially shipped off to other locations. So Going to be interesting to see here where all these guys land as we head into the 2024 season. If you are looking for some sweet gear here, make sure to go over to pfnmerch.com. You can see this shirt here that I am wearing over on YouTube with the fantasy football text on the side. Absolutely an incredible shirt. One of my favorite shirts now that I own here. I got that over at pfnmerch.com. Make sure to check that out here for all of your needs. All right, that'll do it. For Derek Tate, Kyle Sapi, and Kyle Yates, thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.